everybody. It's another episode of Uncensored Life with Cassandras. I am Nicole. And I'm your boy Chase860. So this has been yet another busy week. There was a woman attacked in Harlem on January 18th around 6 p.m. for not accepting advances from a man offering to purchase wine for her. Um, the man stole her iPhone. He hit, bit, and spit on the woman. Uh, well, as we all know, Harlem is not for the mess. So, hundreds showed up at the liquor store to show support to the 31-year-old woman that was attacked. Um, the woman is asking to remain anonymous. Um, she states that he repeatedly bit her. Community advocates are offering rewards from $2,500 to $5,000 for the capture of this monster. And as a Black woman, I am sad to say that all of us has a story similar to this one. Um, Prior to my husband, I got into the habit of just giving a fake name and a number and keeping it pushing. Um... This doesn't currently an issue for me because there's not many places that um, I don't go uh, without my husband or alone, period. But um, also as a mother to a young, well, a young adult, it's crazy to me that things like this are still going on. Um... I, of course, have had the conversation with our oldest, um, but there's some men that even saying that you aren't available, um, this may be, this may happen to you. What's that? I just stepped out hands with the children. Oh, uh-huh. He does that often, and I, I just sit here talking to y'all by myself, and um, this is one of those times. I'm still talking about the lady in Harlem. Uh, well, of course, unfortunately, I think it's sad. Here we have another example of the Black woman being unprotected. And this happened at the, I mean, no matter what the guy's race is, it would be bad. It's bad. But for him to be black, that just adds an extra topping of bad to it. Because we're supposed to be out here protecting our black woman, and yet this fool is causing harm to her just because she simply, you know, denied them and like, it's not like she sunned him, from what I read. She just, you know, politely just turned him down. But I mean, even if she did, that's the thing for me. Like, this is an every, like, maybe not to this extreme, but this is an everyday occurrence for Black women. I just had a friend post today that, you know, she's been saying no to this guy very nicely and he like totally went in on her 
I can't even, if I had a dollar for the number of times that I was called a stuck up bitch, just simply because I wasn't interested in the person that was interested in me, I'd be living in the mansion right now. Mm. I mean, yeah, that is common also. I hear that. I mean, like, you know, you get all these flowery compliments about how wonderful you are and how beautiful you are and all this other stuff. And then when they finally wrap their mind around, because it's not even necessarily the first time that you said no or that you're not interested or whatever the case may be. But when they finally get the hint that you're not interested, then it's like a barrage of insults. Well, you ugly anyway. Well, I want ugly for the past 10 days that you've been in my inbox telling me how beautiful I am. I mean, maybe she was ugly. He was just calling beautiful to, you know, GTD. Mm-mm. But that's neither here nor there. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why some men do that. And I don't know why some men go through go to the extreme of putting their hands on a woman just from simple rejection. Uh, I don't know. Some of these niggas just never been told nobody mothers. And, and it shows. And it shows. And that's a whole nother show about how black mothers treat their sons versus their daughters. Like, I don't know. I don't. Like we have been saying for a while, not only on this show, but in general, that the black woman is not protected. And I don't know what scenario that everyone's going to, you know, get it. Like today I was talking to another black woman, another educated black woman, um, about just the act of being a feminist and how, um, a lot of males on the outside think that what are our triggers and our issues as black feminists are the same as our counterparts in the white race and yeah we're not fighting about the same thing we're not advocating for the same things because our battle wounds are different like yeah there are some similarities between white women and black women and things that we go through but it's not toe toe it's not identical well i agree with that and whoever thinks they're fighting the same fight you're apparently you've been living under a rock like i don't know what planet you've been living on or what country you've been living in but that's not this country. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see how you can even compare the two. No. Uh, what you call it? Uh, Lovecraft country. <laughs> they touched on that, you know, when when her sister, you know, got the little potion to become a white woman and realized life was different for them. Right. That's the thing. Like, so, you know, we have been like from the beginning of the feminist movement when you know white women were going out and burning bras and stuff it's like yeah we're not advocating and fighting for the same things like that that 
Like, yes, there are some similarities, of course, but it's just like we mentioned before, like black women always get left behind when things change. Black people were given the right to vote, but black women still had no voice. And it was like when they said that women could vote, they weren't thinking about us. We just so happened to be pulled along in that moment. So, you know, we are always forgotten about and left behind. Like we fight the fight with our fellow woman. We fight the fight with our fellow black man. But when they get something, when the when women as a collective get something or when black people as a collective get something, the black woman is always left out of the verbiage. Like, all right, black people can vote. Oh, but not those black people, not the females. Or, you know, we can let a white, we can let women, you know, start to work and get into the workforce. Oh, but not those women, not those black women. Like, we're always left behind, no matter what side of the battlefield we're on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Black people has had it incredibly hard in this country, but nobody has had it harder than a black woman. Not even a black man. The black man has a heart, but the black woman has it the hardest. And I don't know, we gotta do better. As a race, as a society, we just gotta do better. We gotta protect our fellow black women. Right. When you say no man or woman left behind, like you really gotta mean it. And I just think that it's okay to pull along certain segments of women and then leave the rest of us unprotected. Mm-hmm. So T.I. has been all oh, over the news this week. Just all over, up, and through, and around the news. So first, here's how it started for me. This is the timeline for me. Maybe different for everybody else, but for me. Um... He was first calling to the Atlanta government to not make studio restrictions tighter. Mm -hmm. The Atlanta mayoral race will be held in April, I believe. Um, And Atlanta City Council President Felicia Moore has filed legal documents with the state to start raising campaign funds and her first steps towards running against um, the current sitting Black Mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Um, despite Moore's petition, she's going to have a hard road ahead of her because a few pillars in the city's music industry are not feeling her. Uh, Moore pinched a nerve in 2017 when she was a District 9 City Council member and tried to pass a restriction that would have required recording studios in Atlanta to have a special permit and be located at least 300 feet from residential neighborhoods. 
Um, she was the only one who voted for the restriction. Uh, T.I. let Moore know how he felt about her plans on Instagram, posting, excuse me, Mrs. at Felicia Moore, real A-T-L, but our culture runs this town, man. These studios and the creatives that work in them have laid foundation and have paved ways to create opportunities for the city like nothing else could. Yeah, we might get loud. No, we are not perfect. But we've contributed to the city's culture and economic growth consistently for decades. Our contributions to the communities here in the city have gone overlooked far too long. We've been on the front line making a difference in this city in ways no one else in politics would, even before Hollywood found this attractive. Uh, T.I. further expressed his displeasure with Moore, adding, that's right, before the film industry moved to town, we've been making an economic impact, yet the film studios receive all the tax benefits, rebates, and considerations. And not just us rappers and artists within the culture, there's a host of producers, engineers, art directors, event planners, club and studio designers, radio personalities, A&R, DJs, dancers, promoters, and club owners who put all of our heart and soul into making this city what it is today. But some respect, he said, put some respect on that, please, and thanks. Don't play with us. Bye, Felicia. So this is what started it to me. Because after he made this grandstand, which isn't the, you know, T.I. is always on the front line when it comes to Black people and Mm -hmm. things going on in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. He doesn't back down to the politicians. He's always been there. Mm -hmm. For some reason, this turned into a wildfire for both him and Tiny. Because after this... um, T.I. was accused of putting a gun to one of Tiny's best friends. Now, the woman's name is Sabrina Peterson. Um, Tiny actually responded to this allegation as this woman is not her best friend. Not even really a friend at all, more of an acquaintance. Um, But she's been stalking Tiny for some time now. Like, they've been going back and forth publicly. So Tiny responded to her accusing T.I. of putting a gun to her head by saying, hold up. So you want your abuser to train your sons? He was just uncle two years ago. Now, when did you say my husband assaulted you? Did you change your mind or change it back? What's with you today, Pooh? I'm confused. Stop harassing my family. Everybody knows you've been special slicing seminar lady please get help please leave us alone there was um from there so many different people um wielding accusations at both ti and tiny uh, uh but for sabrina's peterson story allegedly she said that um, this occurred while she was beating up T.I.'s assistant, which is crazy enough. And she is also going on a rant and everyone is following suit saying that they don't like 
this man who's supposed to be an abuser being the spokesperson for the people, specifically the women in Atlanta, when basically what the backlash and the backfire coming T.I.'s way is trying to say is that like he is the kingpin of the sex trafficking. Like he's the one, like there's so many different people just coming out the woodwork saying that, you know, he flew them in, like all of it ends up, you know, a lot of the radio DJs that we were listening to um, in the last few days, I just like, when there is drugs and alcohol at a celebrity's house after hours, after everything is closed, the assumption should be sex. I mean, because that was a lot you just put out there. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like, cause it, it's it's just, you know, Ti has been the spokesperson for the black community for the longest years, and it just seems like, you know, he might have been too outspoken to the wrong person somebody with actual power because it's funny how he's outspoken against this mayor and then boom accusations out of note where the fuck was these accusations at like two weeks before he put that tweet out or a month before he put that tweet out or a year before he put that tweet out like i know you know right because like usually when it's a question like that it's like but it was ti so no one would believe me well, one of the accusers said that the, her assault situation happened in 05 in Colorado um, during All-Star Weekend. Like, first of all, I felt, I felt like you just like uh, a copycat off of the whole Kobe situation that happened in Colorado. Um, but it's like... I don't feel like he's less famous or less powerful now than he was when these alleged events were occurring. So it still is the question of why now? My thing is, okay, because I feel like whoever's saying, well, he's here and nobody would have believed me. I feel like that's bullshit. That's bullshit, especially after who? Mr. Jello put in himself, Bill Cosby, well, that, that, has been accused and thrown in jail. So that's I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe that one. So that's what I'm saying. Like even with Bill, that's what all his accusers were saying. And so, okay, so let's touch on the Bill Cosby one. So that's what a lot of his accusers were saying. Well, he was Bill Cosby. He had the number one show on NBC, and he was selling Jello, putting in all his other stuff. But here's my thing. So. Uh, Janice Dickinson, for those who don't know, she's a pretty famous supermodel because she was like one of the first supermodels that could carry the title supermodel. Um, For me, my knowledge of her, and yes, she was on the first maybe three, maybe more seasons of America's Next Top Model as a judge. Um, She's very outspoken, very kooky. She um, 
is a known liar though. And so for me, when she's so first of all, I know I know you as a liar. That's how your reputation is to me. And you're accusing Bill Cosby. Um I couldn't she has of course now that he's been arrested recanted and backpedaled all through her story and you know it's never even happened but my thing was when she pulled that line and said you are a white woman if you had have accused that black man you would have ruined his career mm-hmm. and so if you so you saying that no one would have believed you you're full of it because you mm-hmm. could have ended his career therefore ending any other victims that came after you because you, you would have been the end of it mm-hmm. and so like that's my thing with ti like ti is in an industry um full of sorry to say misogynist pigs like that's what the hip hop industry is known for. That's what men in hip hop are are known for. They're known for doing things like Snoop Dogg, where he came to the award show with dog collars around females, just leading them by dog chains. Like this is what rappers do. So, if you would have accused Ti, he would have had a day in court just like any other black right. man. Exactly. He wouldn't have gotten any special treatment his career would be whatever his career is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's bullshit. I think they just, they, they, they want money, unfortunately. And I can't say that they are lying. Like, I just feel like the fact that, you know, cause from what I read, y'all took these drugs think, willingly. Right. So right, it's not right. like it's how not they like accused the Bill Cosby exactly. of slipping them. You took it willingly. You took so, the drugs willingly. You, you knew what was happening after that. There are some that are alleging that they were underage at the time. But you took the drugs willingly. You went to his home, wherever this occurred, willingly. You were a willing participant. Because one story was like, she, she took the drugs. She drank the alcohol. She was down. Like, they all are not saying that they were forced into the threesome. They're saying that they were down with it. Here's the funny thing. Like, they're not really, and I think this is the difference. Because when you think about it, they're not really even coming for Tia. They're coming for Tiny. Because they're all saying that they were willing participants. But when Tiny noticed that T.I. was vibing with them more so than her, she was the one assaulting and attacking them. And then at some point in some of the stories, then he would jump in. Um, If I guess the fight between the two women looked like Tiny wasn't getting the upper hand. So it's more like... They're attacking Tiny because she stood up for T.I. Uh, I know Tiny's best friend, what's her name? Shanika? Shakana. Shakana, mm-hmm. the one she did the little show with. She was on uh, IG Live, and she pretty much 
uh, she didn't deny that none of this happened, but she pretty much just, you know, said that the chick that, you know, that's coming at them is actually the ones that was like bringing chicks to the house for the threesomes. So, like, yeah, your story not looking good, boo-boo. It's not. Right, because that's my thing. Like, it's not even like a why now more so than what do you expect to get out of this? Because even though T.I.'s the name that's being highlighted, all the accusations of something that could be considered criminal are going towards Tiny. Like, yeah. I mean, could they? Because to me, it just sounds like they just got in a fight. Well, and yeah, then it really, it really becomes, depending. I mean, but if it's a mutual fight, I mean, once T.I. jump in, then I feel like it's a solid battery, but a female first female, that's, that's a fight. Tiny ain't, but what? Four feet? Come on now. Look, Tiny might be, you know, they might call her Tiny, but she might be mighty. We we don't know. But I'm just saying, yes, even if it is two females fighting, at best, both of y'all are going to jail until they figure this out. I, I, I really, I don't get the end game. Um, the end game because, like I said, besides, money. I don't even think it's money. I think it's more like... 15 minutes of fame. Like, I think the, yeah, I think um, Sabrina Peterson came out because, like I said, she has a track record currently of being a stalker of Tiny's. I read that. Because she keeps going around telling everybody that they're best friends when they're not and all this other stuff. And, like, even in her story, she was like, um, I think after Tiny uh, can't clap back at her, she was basically like, girl, I'm the least of your worries. But it's like, if you got all these receipts of all these other females, which falls into what Shekinah was trying to say, is like, you don't want to brought these girls around. And like, T.I. and Tiny have always like been open about that part of their life that they that threesomes and swinging is some stuff that they they do and like ti messing with uh, her friends and her assistants has been like all like already put out there so it's like that's why i said i don't feel like it's money because for you to gain money they would have to pay you to shut up and I don't even think they're taking it that seriously. Yeah, well, it don't look like they is because I don't know. It might be. I, I feel like it's. I just feel like, I feel like it's a higher of power of being that's trying to get these women to say these things because, especially as of late, we've seen that you know black, you know political, you know outspoken leaders have mysteriously you know, somehow ended up with accusations. Like, Bill Cosby was getting ready to buy what? NBC. NBC. And all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, decades later, you, oh, he slipped me a molly in. Man in. Right. Into jail. Like, it's right. crazy. Which is crazy because a lot of them chicks was ugly white women. It's me and around all these beautiful black queens and he ain't never tried nothing with none of them. Well, because that was my thing too. Like, and he he I, going for y'all? I, I, I never want to 
like victim shamed. I never want to do that because I know how that feels. Um, but my thing is, is that, like you said, not even the fact that he was surrounded by beautiful black women, like just there were so many people on the set of the Cosby show. You know, you had Raven Simone and Keisha Knight Pulliam and Felicia Rashad and Malcolm Jamal Warner and Tempest Bledsoe. You and Erica, you know, um, Williams, I believe it's her last name. She played cousin, uh, cousin Pam on the show and Maxine on Living Single. And like they were all there to support him and his trial majority. So it's like none of them seen or heard anything. Right. He couldn't have been that good at hiding shit. Come on. He's just sitting up here just like drugging women left and right and nobody heard anything. Yeah. Something oh, like even something so simple that it may have seemed insignificant in the moment. But now that all these details are coming back, they don't it doesn't trigger anything. That's that's the that's the, the powers that be. Now America's daddy is spending his life in, in prison. Like I just I, I still can't believe a fat example. Right. Uh Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, make sure you come back to Uncensored Life with the Saunders for more news. And we're back to Uncensored Life with the Saunders. Hope you guys are returning with us. So, Biden has had yet another tireless week in the office. Like, he is trying to maximize his first 100 days like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, The judicial system blocked his request to hold off on deportation for 100 days as they state he did not provide a good reason for them to hold off. They're children in cages. Is that not a good enough reason? Right. Like, what else are y'all looking for? They're children in cages that we need to somehow, as a country, connect them back to their parents, which apparently is going to be a process that needs to be put in place and implemented. Is that not reason enough? Because you're going to, with by not holding off on deportation, you could be sending someone back to their country and their child is still being held in a cage. And mm-hmm. then we're, we're, we're going to have to figure that all out. So what, what do you need? What do you need from Biden to... to be a good reason to just hold off on deportation for a hundred days, not indefinitely, just a hundred days. I just don't, I never got the whole deport, uh, deportation thing. Like 
we couldn't create a better environment. Okay, y'all want to deport them because they here, you know, illegally. Okay, rules is rules. But we couldn't come up with a better atmosphere to put them in. Like we had to put them in cages. We couldn't build like some big ass like, you know, deportation processing house or you know, center or something no, like. No, because we were too busy building a wall and making sure that no more coyotes brought these children over, like or whatever other craziness that Trump had coming. We we spent billions of dollars on a wall that will never be completed. Thank God, um, only for people to do as I said from the beginning: go under the wall to get here right so and my thing like i don't know like the whole immigration thing is just so mind-boggling to me because are we not all immigrants Mm -hmm. like columbus came over here and stole a country he discovered because to discover something means that it's empty and no one knew about it the people that were here knew about knew about it so you didn't discover shit but a new way of saying that you stole something so let's start there and then like the foundation of America has always been the land of the free the home of the brave where immigrants can come and get a better life and better opportunity Um, just like you know with the holocaust they were allowed to come here and they asked him like what do you want your new name to be because They just wanted to rid themselves of the trauma that they were running from. So who here, like, truly belongs to be here? Like, and who decides that? Because this isn't our land. And, like, you give indigenous people, like, certain sectors of land and, you know, you throw money at them and it's like, how you gonna charge and then like in char- like charge rent to the people that own the property? Like that's that's basically how right. y'all treat indigenous people. Like how you gonna charge them rent for something that they own? Like they were here first. Like that. Like America is the biggest, dumbest, finest, keepers, losers, weepers I've ever seen in mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. It's that's that's but that's the history of the country. Always yeah. stealing some shit. Always and taking the credit. Always taking credit. Uh, 99.9% of drug laws over the history of drug laws were put in place to control a segment of people. Mm hmm opioid everything that's like oh my god we have this you know opioid epidemic all of this stuff was legal like coca-cola got its name because it's literally what was in it mm-hmm. i've heard that and it became illegal because you wanted to incarcerate a segment of the population because the white man felt like they were taking his job 
And that is the story of how all drugs became illegal. It was a segment of the population that the white people wanted to oppress because they felt like they were taking from them. Mm -hmm. And like this whole, we have a opioid epidemic, you know, crack been in our neighborhoods for years, killing our people and y'all didn't say a thing. Nothing. Now, now you want me to care because Bobby got his hands on it, right? But you ain't care what Monsi had her hands on it, but you want me to care about Bobby? You want me to care about little Bobby? But that's the thing. Their their government is the ones that's dropping it off in our neighborhoods. That's it. But it's ending up back in y'all neighborhoods, so now it's a problem. Exactly, because you know y'all love our brother, but y'all don't want our blues. So now that. You know, your kids and your soccer moms are not being able to function and and participate in life. Now, these things that we've been battling and struggling are are now an issue. And like, you know, Trump had his the bad hombres. No, your people have bad hombres. We as black people built this country on our back, specifically the black woman. We were sitting up here nursing your babies. We didn't have milk for our babies because we were nursing and cultivating yours. But now we're the monsters. We're the hoodlums. We're the 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 people that are late we're the lazy ones. We built this whole fucking country on our back. We need a vacation. How about that? That's what I don't get. That's I never got that like when white people call black people lazy, but it's like, nigga, y'all went and stole a whole race to come do y'all work. Right. But we the lazy ones. So come build your country okay. because you was too lazy to do it, but now we lazy. Right. We need a vacation. That's what it is. Hmm. Like, we have come to this country and had to do your job, take care of your children, build your legacies, and then now you want to push us off to the side where we have to do it and struggle and claw for it ourselves. We not lazy. We just need a vacation, boss. Hmm. Needs a break, boss. That's it. Like, that's what it is. Um, what else is Biden doing? He did pause government lending to stop drilling in the hope to help with climate change. Um something big that, on that you know trump said did not exist um he has directed his administration to protect 30 percent of the nation's federal land and coastal waters by 2030 a proposal that climate scientists and environmentalists have advocated for internationally as a way to curb global warming and protect endangered species all of which Trump didn't believe in. Man, I know it's a lot of people that's finally happy they can finally do their job. Yes. Like, oh my God, I'm so happy this motherfucker going. Now I can do my fucking job. I swear they know how I feel to be some free slaves around here. Hmm. Um, Biden has also asked to increase and expand the child tax credit. Uh, Currently, the credit is $2,000 per child, paying out $1,200 as a um, cash refund per child and only children under 17 were included. Biden's plan would increase it to $3,000 per child and the credit would be fully cash refundable. Um, he would allow ch- 
children that are 17 to be included, which is awesome news for parents with high school, junior, and seniors. Um, some Democrats would like to see these payments made in advance. Um, they are asking for the IRS to send monthly payments that we mentioned last week to families of $250 per child over six and $300 for children under six. So with that being said, if you have a family with three children ages 14, 11, and five, that they would see a monthly payment of $800 this year. Mm. So um, I believe the month, so the stimulus package should go to this, uh, the house first um, sometime next week. Um, and they're not arguing about direct payments to Americans, but this monthly payment is something that they are arguing about. Um, some plans for action are that once it makes it to the Senate, if all Democrats can agree on it, there is a process called reconciliation where they won't need any Republicans to pass it. But that is only if every single Democrat in the Senate agrees to it. Otherwise, it's going to have to go to a vote and then they're going to have to do some negotiations. Just because of how hefty the bill is and it's not like they can just approve certain portions of it. Um, I feel like they're going to go back and forth with this until at least March. Because mm -hmm. there, there are some, some Democrats, like the one thing that they can all agree on is that the American people need more money. It's just what that looks like that they can't agree on. Uh, mainly the Democrats are saying that like we need continuous stimulus payments sent out until the pandemic is over instead of waiting like eight months in between each payment when you know in that eight months people are struggling to pay rent they're struggling to put food on the table there because um even though uh unemployment isn't considered earned income is calculated into all benefits link uh or snap with benefits they all consider your unemployment income and you know the additional payments not taking into consideration that people on unemployment are depending on their jobs still not making as much as they were when they were working right even with the additional three four six whatever you want to tax on the end like if you know, somebody was making $40,000 a year and they only get $3, uh, $300 every two weeks from unemployment. Like, it's, it's not the same. Of course it's not. They don't understand that they ain't never been in that situation. Right, because their checks never stops. Like, right. this pandemic... They stop. Their checks only stop when the government shuts down. Exactly. Which is why it just... 
it's funny how y'all can't agree to shit, but once you know the government threatens to get shut down, all of a sudden, just like when you know Trump ain't want to sign you know that bill, but then when that that government got ready to get shut down, all of a sudden that motherfucker got signed overnight, fast as hell. Right. I went to sleep, no bill signed. Woke up, bill signed. Exactly. Come on, really? Exactly. So yeah, they they, they that's why they take so long to vote on it and 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 fight it because they none of them never been in that situation. I don't know how it feels to, to fucking have to take care of your family with nickels and dimes. That because uh, like I said, like the only thing that. The pandemic has impacted for them is the number of times that they have to travel to the White House. That's right. They've had to vote on more items. That's it. Mm -hmm. But like their check, how they get paid, all of that has never stopped. Um, The U.S. has also issued a terrorism alert due to heightened threats and activity since Biden has taken office. Niggas ain't gonna do shit. Which leads into um, Proud Boy leader Enrique Tario uh, because um, remember he is Colombian which still boggles my mind. Right, like Motherfucker, you the one Trump don't like. Exactly. You, you're but the real man, But you the leader of the Proud Boys. Exactly. Man, you don't sit your old confused ass down. Well, in addition to being a leader of the Proud Boys, he's also a snitch. He's a police informant since 2012 in several high-profile case, drug cases in Miami and some other areas. So you're a man, proud boy. He a snitching ass proud boy. You're a racist terrorist <laughs> and a snitch all at the same time. It's it's, it's great. Your man must be so proud. If 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 I was Biden, I swear I would boy. I'd get a hold of his uh. His uh informant case and 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 rat on him to the motherfucking people he ratted on. Okay, you know this motherfucker snitched on you, right? <laughs> well, I mean, since you know, um, they won't pause on the deportation. Let's let's check his papers. Hmm. So, speaking of drugs and drug cases and really bad hombres. Gangster disciple boss and creator Larry Hoover has requested early release on a 200-year sentence. Hoover is now 70 years old and was convicted and sentenced in the late 90s. He was sentenced to six life terms at a supermax federal prison in Colorado. In court documents filed by the prosecution, they are um, they're not listing any new crimes. They're just simply stating that he is still running the shots for the gangster, the gang, the gangster disciples in Chicago. So one action mentioned was that he appointed Anthony Dobbins and Warren Griffin as board members in 2014. What no one can understand is how he did this while in solitary confinement. 
but the two men state that they were appointed to their positions by Larry Hoover himself. Um, being a board member is basically the right-hand man of Larry Hoover. Um, Dobbins is 53 and in the same prison as uh, Hoover for drug trafficking and is not set to be released until 2033. Griffin is 51 and is in a federal Kentucky prison and set to be released in 2025. He's in a supermax prison. How the fuck is he's in a supermax prison? And when these two who said that they received their board member appointment from Larry Hoover, he was in solitary confinement. So not only is he in a supermax prison serving six consecutive back to back life sentences, he was also in solitary confinement. That, that's just the government trying to come up with a reason to keep his ass in there, but didn't do all their homework, didn't fact check like Mr. Trump. So, yeah, we just just say he just say he uh, did this, appointed y'all to the leaders on this date and this date, but didn't fact check to see where he was at on them days. So now your fucking stories, you know. Conflicted I mean, because the meal was inside. What did he do? Send a bird? Right. So either you're lying or there's a breach in that person. Mm-hmm. Sure is. So pick a struggle. Which one you want? Right. Because it can only be one of the two. And if like you're going to need to find that breach in that prison in mm-hmm. order to, to hold him. Mm-hmm. If you can't, I mean, cause that's one bad Saturday, yo, that he could be in solitary confinement and still appointing board members, like right, and and still calling the shots here in Chicago. He's in he definitely ain't calling no shots in Chicago, mat, like super mad. Like, I didn't even know there was anything above maximum security, but he's in a super max federal prison in Colorado, still calling the shots here in Chicago. Yeah, that's, that's, they tried it. So last week we told you about Victoria's myth. Um, she was the foster daughter of Ariel and Jerry Robinson. Ariel was on Worst Cooks of America, and they are both being held in prison for Victoria's murder. Um, her biological family have asked that the body be released to them. Um, autopsy has been completed, and she's still in the coroner's office waiting for a family court judge to decide where she will go next. Like, give her to her biological family and let them put her to rest. Right. Like, let her like what is there peace. to talk about? You act like she's alive and be going through custody again. Let. Let her be laid to rest and let that be the end of it. Because that's the thing, like, either her family is going to put her to rest 
or the city's going to put her to rest. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even know, like, if she has family that wants to say their goodbyes, that wants to, you know, have some closure, let them have that closure. Right. Like, I don't even know why this is a, a thing, especially since her adoptive parents are the ones in jail for killing her mm-hmm. like i could see if this was a battle if you know something tragically happened to this child and they needed to and the adoptive family and her biological family could not figure out what to do mm-hmm. i could see family court stepping in then but her adoptive family is the reason that you guys are grieving so like i don't even know why this needs to go in front of a family court judge. Because motherfuckers do too much. That's the problem. It is things like a waste of some tax dollars. It is. Even going through this process. So, Chico DeBarge. Chico DeBarge was arrested again on drug charges. He was allegedly driving at night with no headlights on in Burbank, California. He also did not have any ID so he decided to take sibling rivalry to the next level and when asked by the police officer for his name he said james debarge he had meth and heroin on him so when they took him into custody of course they printed him and that's when his true identity was found because as we know chico debarge did several years in prison like how far and you you knew you had the meth and the heroin so it's like why you throw james under the bus like that like that is fucked up how like did he really think he had well of course he really thought he was gonna get away with it he's probably high as shit but yeah that's fucked up yo how you gonna do your brother like that yo that's fucked up that man needs some help Oh my goodness. So then we had JoJo Siwa who came out last week. Um, there are several parents that are sending all sorts of hate her way. Um, her home was also swatted. So JoJo Siwa believes. Damn, still doing it? Yeah, she believes that the paparazzi are the culprits for the swatting incident only because so many photos have surfaced of the incident. Um, but regardless of who did it, she said the cops could have been making better use of their time, which is facts. But I mean, like, she's JoJo Siwa, and she came out, so I just felt like paparazzi are going to be watching her house for movement anyway, but, like, if paparazzi did it, that's, like, like, y'all would learn from... parents did it. Right. Like, which goes back to, you know, well, first of all, Jojo Siwa um, basically became famous from Dance Moms. Um, But Jojo Siwa is an adult now. So it just, it for me just goes back to like, when we talk about Rihanna and we talk about Cardi B and everybody wants to discuss like um, what terrible role models they are. Well, JoJo Siwa didn't sign up to be no role model with Raise Your Child. Like, Raise Your Child, like what she's doing doesn't have anything to do with you and your kids. 
I mean, she's an adult. Now. She didn't grow up to be no role model, but the type of content you was putting out there was for kids, though. But like I said a couple of weeks ago, she put out a um a game. Well, the game has her name on it. And even though the game says that it's for six and ups, the content of the game isn't. Like sometimes, like she's a kid. Like I mean, yeah, she's but... in, into it for for the check. Like I don't think that they fact check or any of that stuff before they slap her name or her her face or anything like that. I mean, there. yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I'm I'm just I'm coming at it from the point that. You know, I'm not talking about the low board game, whatever it was, but just her overall content was geared towards girls, little girls, young girls. So, like, I can see why some parents would be upset because they don't want their kids exposed to that type of stuff, even though the shit is just damn there everywhere at this point. That's the thing, but, right? Because. But someone your child looks up to and you find out they came out. You don't want your child to be persuaded by that. I can kind of, like, I don't think it's, you know, upsetting to the point where you're swatting her. I didn't even know people were still swatting people. But I can see why they, why they were, I mean, you want to have people that's upset and some people that's happy for you anyway, but. And, like, let's just let it be that. Because my thing is, like, like you said, like, it's everywhere like times are changing like there was a time where a family consisted of a mother and a father together in the house and that was it and if you came from a single parent household that was taboo and something that nobody wanted to talk about or expose their children to like how dare you raise your child on your own because xyz occurred like not like there was a time and like now families come in different shapes sizes and colors so at some point you do need to have the conversation with your child because children are unfiltered and mm -hmm. if you don't like have a conversation with them they will embarrass you in the worst way so Instead of spending your time and energy being upset, why don't you take this as an opportunity to have a conversation with your child? Like, when Tyera was, I want to say maybe like 12 or 13, we would watch Teen Mom. Not because I wanted her to idolize or emulate these girls is because they were conversation starters for me. Like I would explain to her that it ain't what it seems like on MTV. Like you get pregnant, MTV's not finna come and cut you a check and you ride off mm -hmm. into the sunset and start a business and live happily ever after. That's not what it is. And it would be a conversation starter for me. So why don't you take this as a moment to talk to your child about something that they're going to be exposed? They probably already have been exposed to. Well, then I require them to be parents. 
and a lot of parents don't want to be parents. That's what I'm learning <laughs> from 2020. That's what I'm learning. A lot of parents don't want to parent. They want celebrities to parent. I don't have time. Uh, we're gonna be back after this break, guys. Uh, come back and uh, get some more news. Wrap it up. And we're back. I didn't mean to do that, I just had to just jump into it. <laughs> Something wrong with him. Um, <laughs> So the theme of this week is women not fact-checking before losing their shit. So Mackenzie, one of the newer teen mom OGs, accused her husband and cousin of cheating together when that was not the case. And now she wonders why he does not want to work things out or to speak to her. There was also a woman in Mexico arrested for stabbing her husband because she found photos of him having sex with a younger woman, only to find out that the younger woman was her. Oh, my God. Then back in the U.S., a woman stabbed her husband because she had a dream that he was cheating on her. Better not cheat on me in your dreams. I'm going to stab your ass in real life. I mean, we've had these conversations. I've had dreams about you cheating on me. I've never just woke up and whooped your ass or pulled out a knife. Have you? Because, you know, I could be getting some mysterious scratches and bruises on me. That I'm the one that has to identify. You don't even know they there until I say something. Right. I'm just saying, though, but you might have whooped my ass while you were asleep and didn't know. Now, if I whoop your ass in my dream because I'm having a dream, that's one thing. But she woke up and decided, you know what? You look like that could really happen. So I'm going to whoop your ass. That's that's what she did. And then the woman in Mexico, like... You don't know your body? (laughs) Clearly, she's not in tune with herself because... Yes, yeah, she she stabbed her husband because she found these photos of him with a younger woman that she later found out was her because he was trying to like back the photos up. Like he didn't even realize that he had them, but like he got a new phone or whatever, and the photos came through. So he just wanted to back mm-hmm. them up to save them, I, I guess, for the memories. <laughs> You're sitting there bleeding on the ground. <laughs> Why did you stab me? Because you cheated on me. I seen the video. Stupid. Look at the right shoulder. Look at the. Oh, that's my tap. Oh, mijo, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh my God. How how do you not know your own body? Like, I thought females knew their bodies. I know your body. But like, and I know, I know certain things about my body. Like I have moles and I know where they are. But if I have a new mole, I wouldn't know that you'd have to know that. Like you'd have to, like, there's a new mole on your back or whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know either. And that team mom chick, I'm just, I'm not even surprised. Team mom just got some toxic has people in that show. Like, that show's just full of toxicity. 
Well, in her defense, her husband had cheated before, but like the only evidence you have is that he has your cousin's number. Like she's your cousin. So that's what she went based off of? She she was going through his phone and she's saying that her cousin's number was in there and she just And just jumped straight to y'all y'all fucking? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like she could have called her for anything. Watch right, cause the like kids she, one day. I'm trying to surprise her. Do you have any ideas? Right, because she literally just lost her. She lost her mom recently. Her mother um, didn't win her battle with cancer. And she was going through depression. And her husband, like, he didn't know how to console her. He didn't know how to, you know, communicate with her um during this time so he could have just reached out to her cousin for yeah, guidance like, and that you know, like what, what should i do right you know, i don't or uh, or her cousin because you know she's grieving and she was going through this depression from blues and her mom her cousin could have just said you know what i'm not going to bother her i'm just going to you know reach out to him to have a conversation to check on things or to figure out you know what's going on with the with the family because you know even though they knew ahead of time you know what was going on with her mom and you know she was um losing her battle they he she her cousin could have just reached out to him to check on the family because she didn't want right. to disturb her during her grief. That's crazy. Like I I just like I don't she just went straight to fucking like that's crazy, yo. Oh my god. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, now you wonder why he don't want you back. He don't want to work it out. Right? She's like, I'm calling him, and he doesn't want to put up a phone. And then, like, she did finally talk to him, and he was just real dry with it. And she's like, how are you? And he was like, fine. And she was like, are we going to work on things? And he was like, no. And she was like, is this over? Hell yeah. Like, he was just... <laughs> but it's like, what do you want from him? Like, there was right. no conversation. Just y'all fucking get out. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I ain't mean for you to get out. Get out. Like, I just I, wanted you to take a walk. That's it. I want you to take a walk with all your stuff. <laughs> right. I just, you know, I just needed a day or two, not. A month or two, I need no divorce papers. So yeah, that and that's like when she decided to like try to reach out to him and talk to him and stuff like that. I think he sent her the divorce papers. And at that point, he's like, "What we talking about? Sign papers, and we're figuring some things out with the kids." And man, he crazy because after all that, he should have just went and fucked her cousin anyway. Like you know what? Since I'm accused of the punishment, let me fit the crime. So, to wrap things up, I was already having an emotional Thursday when it was announced that our beloved Cicely Tyson died at the age of 96. 
Um, instantly, I thought of Tyler Perry and how hard this must be hitting him. He did give her a lovely tribute because um, they've been working together. Like, I just want to say thank you to him for giving her her roses while she was still here. Uh, then as the tears rolled down, I had to say my own thank you to Cicely Tyson for being on the very small list of actresses that made me um, and all other medium to mocha brown skin girls see their beauty and know that you didn't have to be a passable what they considered back then a passable black girl to be a model and or an actress. Um, the list consists of back then the original Aunt Vi, um, which I explained to you was why it was such an insult for Daphne Reed to replace her. Like Daphne Reed is a beautiful, gorgeous, talented actress, but it was just another example of you're too dark to be desired. So let's continue to give flowers to the ones that paved the way for actresses and models and singers like the gorgeous Tinka Sumter, um, Niagara from Love and Hip Hop Miami, Kelly Rowland, just to name a few. So thank you, Miss Cicely Tyson, Miss Felicia Rashad, Miss Janet Hubbard, and Angela Bassett, just to name a few. I just want to say because it's sad to see her go because she was a tremendous actress uh and i seen them all the way to the end i seen a meme well you know trying to look at your vision board and i see candy up there so i seen the meme uh I don't know who posted. I don't know who posted it, but the I guess a little bit after it was announced she had died, Candy had posted, you know, a picture of her. You know, I guess advertising her little sex thing, and somebody well, she didn't even post it. Like, okay, so we all know Candy does bedroom candy and candy coated, which is her makeup line. Um, her bedroom candy is like unique she has a team of women that sell her products like i can go on her website right now and i can become a part of her team and start selling her products and she does seminars and retreats and stuff like um unique for bedroom candy so one of the women that sells her products actually posted the picture but i i, I well, saw that candy was in the picture them. And that nigga was like, Candy, dot, dot, dot. Cicely Tyson just died, dot, dot, dot. Please. <laughs> and, hey, she might not have posted, but God damn it, your face was in it. And it was hilarious. And also, I want to say something else, too, because I know when the unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant happened and, you know, 2020 just Went to hell in the handbasket after that. That's what it felt like when Cicely passed. Like, oh my but, God. But no, no, I see this again. I seen somebody post this though, and it made perfectly sense though. You know, Cicely Tice was 96. 
So we can't really blame this on 2021. She was 96. How many people live to see 96? I mean, Betty White just celebrated her 99th birthday. We just all felt like... What's her last name? Whatever. But it's just, <laughs> we all felt like we was going to get a nice, solid 100 after Sicily. Out of Sicily. Because, like I said, Tyler Perry has kept her employed um, for the past 16 years. He can, like he considered her like a grandmother to him she called him son like she's appeared on so many red carpet hand in hand with him like she like her most recent like movie or um uh, like television appearances has been in the last couple of years like she was in you know that uh that Netflix movie that had uh, Felicia Rashad and she was um, walking down the street and, mm. you know, all the mail was being mm-hmm. sent to her address or whatever. So, like, we have that. We have um, the show on OWN that we was watching, Cherish the Day. She was in that. So, it's like... It's like if she had been gone out of sight, out of mind, um, as far as work for a period of time. But it's like this woman was giving us the the best of her. Because, yeah, the movie's called A Fall From Grace, um, and it came out in 2020. She was giving us the best of her. Like, um, she just wrote a book, like, literally just released it um, within the last couple of years. She's been, she was nominated for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series for How to Get Away with Murder in 2020 because she's been playing you know, Annalise Keaton's wife, and, like, at the top of her game, Sharp, like, um... She's playing Annalise Keaton's wife. Not wife, mother. Um, like, Esther Rose, for example, um, Florida Evans from uh, Good Times, she, um, she had Alzheimer's, I believe, and her last role, I believe she died before, um, like not before it was released, because she died back in '98. And like she, um, no, she actually died. Yeah, she died in '98. The same year that Down in the Delta came out, and then she was in another movie, and like. 2000 but like and down in the delta she plays somebody with all time like you could see that she wasn't it she wasn't sharp florida evans anymore so her passing away was like ugh, every you know america's mama is gone but it wasn't it still didn't hit like sicily because we we felt like we was gonna celebrate her 100th birthday were i mean but 
She was 96, though. But Cicely Tyson, like, a lot of people, you know, like, everybody says that Jennifer Lewis plays everybody's mama. Um, everybody loves Angela Bassett. Like, Cicely Ty uh, Tyson had some iconic roles. And she meant something for generations of people. And like I said, generations of brown skinned girls. Because like I said, like when I was growing up, there was a handful of brown skinned girls on TV that people would say were beautiful. Not, you know, the ugly side chick or um the maid like she made it okay to be dark-skinned and elegant and classy and desired so like to lose some someone like that like you know i because i tried to tell myself like she was 96 years old like you know she mm. but she she was 96 years old and still moving around like some of the younger actresses. I mean, yeah, but we don't know what she was fighting through to do that, though. And no, you I mean, don't know what anybody's doing. She's, like, at home, it's like Chadwick was, like, battling cancer, and nobody knew until he was no longer here. So, yeah, you never know, like, what they're, like, going through in the background. It's just... um, It's just a handful like even now like with the list that i gave it's even now just like a small handful of dark mocha chocolate just gorgeous women that and they recycle them through the same roles which is very lucrative for the handful that there are but there's so many other dark-skinned girls that are just as beautiful as a Tika Sumter or a Kelly Rowland or, you know, Niagara. Yeah, I'm just saying she's 96. Like, don't blame it on 2021. She was 96. Nobody's, like, I didn't blame 2020 on, you know, Kobe. And I'm not blaming 2021 on Cicely. It was just like... Everybody said this about Kobe. Even, you know, pe people that lived in California said that they woke up that day and something felt different. The air was different. There was a sadness around the city. Everything there was different. And it was a shock. So that's what, like, and then it's just like the rest of the year just kind of went down the drain after that. And it's the same thing with, like, Cicely. Cicely Tyson is like the air is different like this is different and we're just hoping that it's not an omen for what's to come this year I get it well guys that's our show we thank you for coming back yet another weekend and chilling with us and getting your news fix and listening to, well, my crazy opinion and uh, my wife's opinion 
Uh, make sure you come back next week to another episode of Uncensored Life with the Saunders. And yeah, all right, Pia, Miss Tyson. That was a moment of silence. Well, so you got me thinking about, like, you know, this woman was married to, like, Miles Davis. I know that means nothing to you, but that's, like, (laughs) to me. We out, y'all.